drama of the Premier League. Another massive twist in the plot. A dagger in the heart of Joel Matip and all folk Liverpool. And a continuation of the Ange Ball revolution for Tottenham Hotspur. Down to ten, then down to nine. A goal down for much of the first half. Liverpool were proud and resistant. But Spurs these days are Spurs and a little bit more. There's always something extra they have to give. Across the way a week ago, they trailed twice and still came away with something from enemy territory. Back on their territory, they have found a way again and they are flying. This does feel glory, glory. This is how Tottenham imagine it. And Liverpool, after a 19-game sequence of uncomfortability, are beaten for the first time since the 1st of April. Let's record a podcast, huh, boys? Let's do it. Just for Mike in three. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. And uh, all you Liverpool fans can... Fans can suck it. Pans too can suck it as well. Um, look what All I brought. I brought from Liverpool. I brought. Oh, you can't see it. I brought my sip of sunshine for our our friends from Liverpool. That's what they need. They need a sip of sunshine. Um, yeah, I brought a, a nice. You won't be able to see this either, but it's a yeah. nice hoppy lager. Oh, you're so happy, aren't you, Steve? I like it. I like it, Mike. What are you drinking in this moment? Not not what are you drinking later, but what are you drinking now? I'm drinking Founders uh, All Day IPA uh, Haze. Nice. Uh, f- founders, purveyors of uh, wonderful sessionable IPAs. Uh, you know, all day. Just, all, all day. day. That's how long Liverpool fans keep complaining, right? No, that's all, all week. It's, oh. it's true. All, all day, every into the month. All day, every day, which is which is the which is the inbred cousin of uh, can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Which very is also true. which is also Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do a quick how you doing stevie boy how's it going man what's going on in your world uh well um let's see what is going on in my world uh, anything big happen oh yeah the uh team oh, that yeah. i coach the vermonsters the vermonsters the yeah. big green machine I've right officially clinched our rec league top of the league mathematically cannot Boom. be caught in the Boom. four remaining games split between two days that we have left did you bring we, did you bring flav in and be like guys 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 obviously not but could we <laughs> <laughs> did he did that was that was like his pep talk right could we obviously not but no but there was a uh, one funny moment where uh in, in one of the games we were playing we went down three goals pretty early on oh. and uh and the team's sitting there and, and they're looking at me and they're just like, you need to put all the best players on at the same time. And I was like, absolutely not. The rest of you need to learn how to defend. Oh, trial by fire. Hey, that's some tough love right there. I mean, yeah, I, I straight up tell them every week, you cannot rely on one or two people to carry your team. It is a team sport, not an individual sport. If you rely on one person, you are going to lose plain and simple. And you so, know what? You're teaching. You're also teaching them that losing is for losers. Yeah, we don't these do kids are here. frothing at the mouth to play to play for their gaffer, for their gaffer. Steve, I got a question for you. I'm thinking back to you know childhood sports experience. 
two key things. There was the post game celebration, which was often like went to the local ice cream place, got your baseball helmet Sunday with, you know, sprinkles and nuts and what have you on it. Right. It's a hut. It's and then, a hut. The, or, then there was the end of the season, which I don't know about you guys, but for us, it was at in that day, it was showbiz pizza and then it became Chuck E. Cheese, but you know, like a, a big blowout type of thing. So can I ask, are there plans? Is there an end of season champions blowout? Are there post game celebrations? What's that look like in today's world? Champions blowouts are for winners. You want a nice, fun surprise on the last day of the season? Win out. Win out. All right. Oh, wow. Set those expectations. It's funny. Baby. We at, at practice last night, um, I put our three best players by far on one team versus everybody else all at the same time. And uh, the all at the else team said, if we win, you have to bring pizza to Wednesday's practice. And I said, you know what? Fine. If that's what it takes to motivate you and get you guys to play, do it. If you can beat the three people. Now this was three V nine just right. for anybody <laughs> keeping track. Uh, the three one. And to, to their credit, the nine did score one goal, nice. uh, but they ended up losing the uh, scrimmage like three to one. So hey. Sounds like so. I I pointed out, like, look, this is why we defend. This is why you can't all run to the ball at the same time. You leave two people of this skill wide open, they're going to score on you. So come on, there's going to be pizza, though, right? There there will be pizza somewhere. Pizzas for winners. You know what you need to do, Steve? (laughs) Steve, involve involve the team moms. Let them have a little say and and uh, investment in it, and you're golden, right? Everybody's well, happy. As look, long as I got a feeling Steve has a couple of gift cards coming his way at the end of the season, <laughs> right? Tomorrow's Coach Steve, practice, you're the best. Tomorrow's practice is going to be parents versus kids. So you're doing it. All right, good. Well, I'm trying. I only have better, one person who volunteered better, to do it. So if I have them. to take on my entire team by myself with one parent, then well, it'll be real tough love for them. Good times. Mike, what's going on in your world, man? How you doing? Dave, I got a new fucking phone. Well, congratulations. Yeah. iPhone 11? What would you get? <laughs> iPhone 15. Ooh. Someone told me that those were It's run the hot. Wicked Spursy edition. Nice. Someone told me those run hot, like they get toasty in your hand. Is that is that a thing? Um, it, so far, it's only overheated while charging. Oh, okay. Um, they got a fix for it, though. They're going to put it in one of the bug fixes coming up here. Sure. In the updates. Is what it is. All phones have it. Uh, the phone itself is fantastic. The camera is beautiful. Um, they, I don't know how they keep doing it, but they keep improving the cameras and the functionality. Um, and I got it for like seven bucks a month. I mean, good deal with my with my old phone trade-in. Not bad. Well done, young lad. Well done. Yeah, I know. I, f- I finally learned how to trade in a phone. <laughs> they don't make I, f- I finally learned how to, how to either not drop my phone in a, in a fucking 10-foot deep river. And I've also learned to not destroy the phone before it's able to be traded in. So uh, progress, progress. I've been fighting with my my good friends at Verizon um, for like several months now on a phone trade and making sure the value gets applied. We're almost there. If, <laughs> if I'm really angry, I call the Xfinity Comcast folks and yell at them about my bill. But um, when I need something done, I call Verizon and see if I can make any progress. So if any of you <laughs> folks are out there... Um, I'm that Dave that calls. So I would, would love to talk to you more. Outside of that, my uh, my kid had a rough day on Sunday, um, scored a goal, came off the pitch and said, I did not play well. And he understands that there's lots of competition. There's a bunch of new kids on the team who are uh, 
who are younger and freakishly talented. Um, one of them is shorter than Steve and uh, is also freakishly talented. Um, that was a short joke, Steve. Uh, I know you're not that short. Um, average, damn it. <laughs> definitely not short for an 11 year old. Um, that is true. <laughs> so this kid is like nine years old and he's, uh, I, he's got a Gareth Bale fucking top knot, which drives me nuts. Uh, but he is this little tiny dude and he's like uh, a buzzing bee that just won't go away. And he's, the kid's got it. Lucas knows there's competition. He did not feel great coming off the field the other day and uh, wasn't doing so hot in the car. So we had a talk with him, um, came home, took a shower. And then after a shower, decided he wanted to go back outside and start kicking balls. Um, he went outside and started working on his finishing for 30 minutes, came back inside, had to reshower. Um, but then put that into practice yesterday immediately earned a penalty within the first five minutes of the game, beautifully taken penalty. And then at the very end of the game, uh, one of his buddies crossed the ball over to him. He was at the, uh, you know, at the far post, just, just inside the, uh, the 18, oh, the 18 yard box and uh, played it off a half volley. I mean, beautiful, beautiful, just side swiping leg and smashed it into the into the far post into the far side of the goal so i mean it was a beautiful ball put in and a beautiful ball that he shot so uh he's back on it his, he was brimming with confidence that said uh he has chosen to not play in his uh georgia school game on thursday instead he's going to the corn maze with the with the community center hmm. he told the coach he's like I'm not going to the, I'm not going to the game on Thursday. Uh, I'll be going to uh, the corn maze and the, to which the coach replied, my corn maze. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, yeah, I'm going with the Jimmy center. He goes, yeah, you're going to my corn maze. We have a game. <laughs> That's, That's <laughs> really funny. And Luke goes, yeah, I'm going to the corn maze. Actually, it's, it's really smart by him. I think this weekend, He's got his like priorities. Starting- set. Starting Friday, it's supposed to start getting rainy and cold and and uh, ugly. So Thursday yeah, might yeah. be the last last night's day he gets. Very Lucas good. has his priority set, which I'm I'm all for. Man, go go to the community center, learn some uh, civic pride, and hey hey Steve, we'll see uh, the the next game when Lucas doesn't start. We'll see if Mike still is talking civic pride and priority straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Steve, you know it's coming. Steve Mike. would sit him. Steve would sit him for the next game. Uh, I, you know, it's coming. I'm just He's warning fucking you. ruthless. Steve, you gotta will... be. Hey, you can't let these kids walk all over you. Steve, Steve will <laughs> Mourinho him right out of the fucking club. <laughs> you guys, you guys see that Roma's t- talking about maybe firing Mourinho and hiring uh, Conte. You guys see that? I haven't, oh, I man. haven't heard that, but I, I have, I have seen that Mourinho's like throwing players on the bus for being uh, under the bus for being injured. And it's like, Dude, yeah, it's because you won't stop playing the injured players, which we can get into because it's a good segue into kind of into uh, what we what we can talk about uh, with the game itself. All right, segue oh, away. Yeah, there is a game. Segue away. Yeah, we had a game. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, this particular game that we played because it's it's easy for me to forget that it happens considering there has been absolutely zero talk about it no yeah no talk about it I haven't it's, heard a thing yeah i have heard a thing about it um oh you have yeah yeah i have um what I've have you heard, heard? I, there's a lot of like shrieking and uh 
stuff coming through the airways, uh, shrieking and crying uh, uh, and crying foul. Um, gnashing uh, of teeth too. I've heard the, the gnashing, the gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth, of teeth uh, the- Tearing the, of tearing of burlap shirts, you know, like just the, all that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the petitioning of the government. Um, um, you know, here's the thing. The game was actually kind of being dominated by Spurs at the time. Spurs dominated the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, and to the credit of Liverpool... Uh, and and Jurgen Klopp, uh, they they decided they were going to try and absorb some pressure and start and start counterattacking us, which is the way to beat Ange Ball. But nobody's done it successfully as of yet. Um, at that moment, game kind of turned. Um, I really thought that Spurs. I thought that Spurs looked really good. A um, lot of high pressing. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of action in the midfield. Um, the passing was crisp. I mean, the, the team was playing very, very well. Um, and then, you know, Luis Diaz gets free on on uh, on a beautiful on a beautiful run toward the goal. Unfortunately, he was ruled offside um, on the field. Uh, I, I say unfortunately because I I have learned to appreciate a lot of this stuff. You know, a lot of these nice, beautiful runs and 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 how teams are able to counterattack on on a on a on a team that is constantly pushing forward and dominating the game on you at that moment, it can flip everything right on its head. And it would have had the VAR booth not really fucked everything up. I mean, do you understand where I'm going? What I'm saying. Yeah. I'm I, 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 hold question. on. Before you ask the question, can I just ask? I want to capture what I heard Mike say. Um, we dominated the early stages of the game. Liverpool made adjustments and was finding some effectiveness. There was a bad refereeing decision, and that's about it, right? I wish I could say that was it. Okay. All right. Over to Steve. My question for you, Mike is do you have any sympathy for the refs in this situation, having listened to the audio that they released now? Well, they released it a few hours ago, but you know what I mean. I uh, I don't have any sympathy for the referees. Um, well, for, for any listeners that haven't heard it, Steve, what did that, what did that audio basically um, reveal? Uh, basically, the audio reveals that, uh, you know, they went through this whole process, they did their whole check complete thing, they, um, what they didn't know was that the decision on the field was offside. They thought the goal had been given. So, uh, you know, they were going through it. And I, I, I think the, uh, I think they were saying the, the camera operator uh, was asking, like, are you sure? Like, are, are you really sure you're happy with this? Like, this is good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we're good. We're good. Play restarts. And then somebody at some point shortly after play restarted in the game goes, but the call on the field was offside. But Michael you Oliver, just, right, was the, was the one speaking to him, the fourth, fourth you official. Just, you just confirms that it was offside. 
they're like and then you you could hear the oh fuck like uh, yeah yeah you could hear the oh <laughs> but i don't have so i don't have any sympathy in the, for the referee i don't have any sympathy for the referees on the field and i certainly don't have any ref- sympathy for the var officials this shit happens all the time mm-hmm. thing is it's you know it's amplified because it's fucking liverpool and it's fucking spurs right hey, hey big surprise people screw up at work all the time just just yeah. gonna say People screw up at work. What do you do? You acknowledge it. You apologize. You move on and you try not to have it happen again. Right. Isn't, yeah. isn't it really that simple? Yeah. You would think so. I mean, typically when people screw up at work, it's not going to cost millions of dollars, but it, 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 can. it can. Here's my thought. Here's my thought. And, and, and just bear with me because I think that the Liverpool fans uh, should be fucking completely irate about this. They should be completely irate about this, but you can be irate about this and fucking move on. Right. You can understand these things are not going to be adjudicated in the middle of a fucking game after the, after the play's already restarted. They're not, they're going to be adjudicated. They may not even be adjudicated right after the game. What's going to happen is they're going to take a look at that at the end of the season or in the middle of, of, of in January when we have the break and make the change then. At most, but someone's going to get fired. Need. At most. Here's what they need. At most, someone's going to get fired. But here's the deal. They, they don't need to change the system. They need to change the way that people communicate within the system. And it's a human error. And, and yep. I'm not yep. saying that it's spurs against the world, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, oh, woe is us. You know, this always happens to Spurs, so it's about time it happens to Liverpool. Other people are saying that. I think Steve is probably going to say that, you know. Um, maybe he's not. All I, would mouth, say, <laughs> all I would say is that we have been on the unfortunate receiving end of some rule-changing decisions, uh, and we're consistently told, just get on with it, you know. So I... My sympathy for um, for the fans is is pretty minimal, considering we've had at least a handful of these decisions that have literally next day resulted in a major rule change uh, to address a clear gap in process, a clear gap in rules or the application of the rules, and we are cons- our, our concerns are consistently minimalized. You there, know, was a, I'm sorry. there was a miscommunication I, between the VAR official, the fourth official, and the official on the field. And the official on the field started play before the lines were drawn, before everything was checked. Actually, the lines were drawn. In that video that they show, the lines were drawn, yep. showing him to be onside. Unfortunately, it didn't go, it didn't go their way because the human error. I want to what I want to know is how many times. Is there an what we call an egregious error in a game? Have there been a miscommunication from up above to down below that caused that error that we don't know about? Because Manchester United um, goal goalkeeper Onana absolutely red card fouled a Wolves player on the first game of the season you, you know so mike i i want to it's 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 the clubs it's the clubs i want to I, I i gotta i gotta push that back on that a little bit. and and you'll have every right to tell me that i'm 
taking a nonsensical approach, but I, I, it's, it's oversimplified to say it's not our business, but that's kind of the approach I want to take. Like, like you're asking, like, you know, I wonder how many times it's happened and we, you know, haven't known about this. How many times has there been egregious error of miscommunication? Strip, strip VAR out of it, strip instant replay out of it. Go back to when all you had were officials on the field where they would huddle up and talk about a decision. Miscommunication could occur there. Uh, posturing could, could occur there. Bullying could occur there. Any number of things could happen where someone's, the dynamics of how a decision gets made are perhaps flawed. Is it the right of the, the fan, the viewer, to have an inside track to all that and to know exactly what goes into that? That's bullshit. That's absolute and total no, bullshit. It's, it's, it's like the, there, it's, there's, there's no right for that. What we it's think is social media age. I mean, we, but yeah, and so we, we think need that, all information think about that, everything all the time. Bullshit, right? I mean, I'm not saying no, no, it is bullshit. bullshit. It is bullshit. It, it is. Yeah, we think that VAR became like this arbiter of truth and justice. Like there's never going to be a problem now because everything's on video and reviewed. Bullshit, because human beings are managing the technology, managing the process. Until we turn everything over to technology to make all the decisions, you're going to have human flaws. And as long as there's human flaws, both in players, coaches, officials, and fans, shut up about something that you don't do, right? Like, let other people do their job the same way we all want to do our jobs and not have someone tell us how to do our jobs. And when you screw up, acknowledge it, move on, off my soapbox. Steve? And I mean, look, you'll... you'll, uh... Let's let's try to simplify this for people, right? Let's forget referees for a second. We've all, you know, I, I would have to imagine most people listening uh, are employed or have been employed in some capacity at some time. Have you ever had that person at work who really should know how to do way more than they are actually doing? Uh, you know, that person who always sends you a, a, a Slack message trying to figure out how to open a PDF, a piece <laughs> of technology, by the way. <laughs> somebody who uh, can't quite get their Excel spreadsheet to to get the right numbers going, another piece of technology that a human is interacting with. Like this isn't a unique situation just to the Premier League. It's not a unique situation to referees as as um, you know a, a career. It's just, Dave, I think I agree with you. It's it's a human thing. Humans make mistakes all the time. The processes in place are garbage to deal with them. And frankly, some of the the biggest irritation that I have with this whole thing is that some of the solutions or some of the talk about it has been just deliberately one sided, right? So I was listening to um, to the Sky Sports; uh, they were doing an analysis of the audio because you know everybody's got to fucking dissect it. You know, six ways to Sunday. Uh, and and one of the the people on their and, panel and Mike's analysis was spot on and and oh no sorry you you talked about it, it our analysis was spot on like that that's all it was there's nothing more yeah. to say about it but uh, no the, but the thing that really annoyed me was uh, you know somebody was saying well you know somebody one of the refs should have realized that it was a mistake and you know screw the rules we're going to take a stance and we're going to correct an obvious error and to me like that approach is just so elitist right so what it's it's a big deal because it's liverpool so you can just stop the game and change the rules on the spot could you imagine if the roles were reversed right and the it's it's spurs who are on the receiving end of this i guarantee the media shitstorm wouldn't be that big of a deal or if it was in burnley v uh you know sheffield like it not going to happen you know nobody's going to look at this nobody's going to even suggest breaking the rules to make a change in the middle of the game right 
and why? Because it's disingenuous, right? So there was a mistake that was made and you're going to correct it by breaking a rule, making an additional mistake essentially to favor the other team. So you're writing one wrong with another wrong like that. No, you know, we've we've talked about this. We've all given our views. I think Mike's absolutely right. Look, change the process after the fact, move on. You know, nothing is going to be solved. Liverpool's not getting a replay. They're not getting points added. Maybe they get, you know, some money, a, a kickback or something for the incorrect uh, decision. But that's it. The rule, the communication process, that's going to change. You should be happy that's going to change. Stop fucking talking about it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to deal with this. No other club gets this level of attention for a single decision made over the course of 90 plus minutes. Manchester Not United one. One. But we're going we're gonna to stop there. I mean, the the okay, so that happened. Hey, hey Mike, that happened in the twentieth. Mike, be- before you go further, can I can I just tell you something? And unfortunately, I already know the answer to this on my end, but I just got a text from my uh, my sister who's a listener. She's going to appreciate that I'm doing this live thing. I got a friend from work that has Bears tickets for Thursday in DC and can't go. Would you want to take these tickets? <laughs> <laughs> How would you like that, Mikey? We could go down on a DC Bears. Uh, Bears commander. I can't do it. Yourself? I can't do it, but just throwing that out there. I, I'm, you, you can't I am do it because also of, on of personal work related issues or because you don't want to suffer for you know several hours watching for, for, for me. And first of all, props to my props to my sister for the offer. For me, it's my 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 wonderful mother has been with us for the week and she leaves tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to um getting to talk to my wife starting tomorrow night and you know t- doing the old catch-up routine there that'll be that'll be fun but and unfortunately I, for me my my other wife uh university of vermont medical center uh <laughs> needs me uh needs me on premises for the weekend so uh there you go sorry mike we had our shot man look at that it just presented itself and nuts not nuts nuts. Uh, nuts back to you no, though, so, mike. so anyway there's there's, there's a, the rest of a game to, to talk about here um Oh, I you know with the way that people have been talking this week, I thought the game ended after thirty minutes, and that was it. No, so the game uh, it, it ended the, the moment we stole allowed, it, right? Even if the goal had been allowed, and I don't think anybody's. I know we're we're being we're laughing and joking about it, but I don't think anybody's suggesting that Spurs stole the game. I think they're suggesting that the refs took the game from them, um, which is also not true because even if that mm-hmm. goal had been allowed, uh, there's still uh, seventy minutes plus of a game to play for sure. Um, and you know, who knows how how Spurs would have reacted to that? How Liverpool would have defend started to defend? I uh, my guess is that Liverpool would have opened up a little more, um, widened out their widened out their defense, started playing a little bit of their own uh, you know attack and pressing game, um, uh, Jurgen pressing or whatever the fuck they want to fucking call it, um, and and Spurs would have it would have played right into. Uh, and Postagoglu's uh, hands. Here's the thing. No goal. It didn't happen. So guess what? We play on. And when we play on, what happens? Liverpool starts to get a little desperate. They start to play a little harder in midfield. And some poor bastard gets really fucking excited. Goes to make a challenge on a ball that Ibasuma had made it to. Rolls his foot over the top of the ball gets a red card because his studs go directly into Basuma's leg. And had that his, his leg been fully planted, it would have broken his leg. It was a dangerous challenge, causing a red, red, red card. 
poor bastard. There's no intent there. He was going in. Well, there was intent. There was intent to use his studs to, to recover the ball in that spot. Mike, but Everybody was playing really fucking hard. That, while we're on the subject of this uh, red card challenge, uh, I just want to make it known officially uh, that Gary Neville needs to get Klopp's balls out of his mouth. I mean, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like that commentary, the entire time, his commentary was just so egregiously pro-Liverpool bias that it was just disgusting to listen to. Did you to. hear him say, oh no, oh no. He did, he oh, did. No. Yeah. He's like, he oh did. no. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you can't take your job seriously and provide, you know, a a, a unbiased commentary for what's going on in front of you fucking quit you know hand in your microphone leave the studio like even the that guys was on embarrassing NBC at halftime were like for me yeah it's a red and you it's know unfortunate like, I'm, it's an I'm unfortunate gonna, red i'm gonna throw it out this is something that that i think american sports do remarkably better than the premier league whether it's you know local english uh broadcasting or even the nbc stuff is Think about how many former athletes, former coaches are commentators for NFL or Major League Baseball, right? Those guys aren't homers. Like they, 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 if well, you, Troy Aikman, well, Troy Aikman, but he's an exception. The rest of them, I think, do a really good job, generally speaking, about not being, being homers and not being overly shady about a team. But man, in football, it's a whole different ballgame, man. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous, to be frank. Yeah, I mean, even Lee Dixon, even Lee Dixon, though, I'll, I'll give it to the guys at NBC. They weren't overly, superly, super, uh, you know, this is fucking, this is an outrage. This is a travesty, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, there's still more game to go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sonny ha- gets that beautiful ball uh, uh, from what, Richarlison, who got, who got a beautiful ball from Madison, who I didn't think was great on the day. I think uh, Madison had probably his worst game at Spurs so far. Um, granted, he was carrying an injury. Um, and on and, and to the point um, that at that point of the game, I felt that Richie was really good. And uh, I, I felt that getting, getting on further into the game, Richie got worse and worse and worse. Upon rewatch, I think I was just so emotional at that point of the, the game that I had so much invested in it that I just lost focus. And, you know, upon rewatch, Richie had a really good game. He was doing a lot of great things on that left side. What kind of emotions are we talking about here, Mike? What, what, what were you dealing with while this I was, game was going uh, on? I was dealing with assholes uh, texting me. Uh, I was dealing with... Uh, on, your, on your new iPhone 15? Um, no, I didn't have the... Oh, he didn't have it yet. No, I didn't have it yet. I didn't have it. I didn't get it till halftime. Um, (laughs) But I had till after after the VAR decision. That was when you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was. I mean, I was getting a lot of shit coming from everywhere. So I did. I did do a rewatch. Richie was fantastic. Hmm. Uh, I thought Basuma was was uh, good up until that challenge on his leg. Uh, I think he started to take it a little easy, and he got a little lazy, uh, a little a little careless. I thought Decky was out there working. Doing really decky hard. things. Doing decky things. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, once Jota uh, got his red card, um, we, we were already finding it tough to break down the 10 man Liverpool squad. But once Jota got his yellow card, or his first yellow card, which again, upon rewatch, he did clip, he did clip a doggy. Um, a doggy was 
a little bit a little bit too uh, aggressive with his uh, <laughs> with his falling down, but he did clip him a little bit on the back of the heel, which caused his leg to go into his other leg. He felt that he felt the contact and he went flying. Um, I I really thought that at that point that uh, Jota would have just said, "All right, I'm going to settle fucking I'm going to settle down." But two minutes later, this dumbass has to come along and do another stupid fucking tackle. Knowing he's on a yellow already, bringing them down to nine men. Now here's yeah. where the game turns. I, I just Liverpool want to go on record, yeah, real quick. That first yellow, I disagree with. I, I, yeah, it's a foul, but it's not a yellow. Like that was just a stupid, stupid ref decision. So before anybody claims that I just hate Liverpool, I, I honestly do believe he was hard done there. That second challenge, though, total yellow. Like he, that was completely fucking boneheaded. We should well, probably there were, re- there were two replay challenges. the game though. There were two cha- there were two challenges that we that that we had made or that he had made sorry uh previous to that you know so that yellow might have been reactive that first yellow might have been reactive saying i gave you two chances yeah yeah this is maybe. your third it happened to rob holding in in the game a couple of years ago mm-hmm. against arsenal oh, um, i remember that one yeah that, yeah that was a fun one but uh, but that that first yellow of his was a fucking yellow um yeah. But I think any under any normal circumstances, that's not a yellow for Jota. It's a foul, one hundred percent. The the sell job by Udogi was great. Uh, I thought, you know, after that he would settle down, but he didn't. But here's the thing, man. Liverpool went into their shell and they played that like bottom three style, park the bus defense. And the difference between a team like Luton Town or like a, a dice ball fucking style of 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 soccer is park the bus style of soccer is that liverpool has really really good defenders they have good defensive midfielders and they have really good defenders and they have arguably top three player in the world mo salah who who is going to outrun just about anybody except for mickey van de ven i he just is and and if they're able to absorb a little bit of pressure and get him out running, that's where they became dangerous. They became really dangerous. And uh, I thought Liverpool overall on the day were the better team. It's also worth noting. Well, hold, hold on. What did you just say? I think Liverpool on the day were the better team. On the day, Liverpool were the better team. Steve? Um, They certainly had their moments. Um, they defended really, really well. Yeah, but but the the difference and and this is where a lot of people on on social have been getting themselves tripped up well spurs should have done more versus nine man liverpool do you have any idea how difficult it is to play your game when you have nine people whose only job is to defend and not let you play your game it is a much different beast than going up against a team who is also considering attacking and trying to score a goal oh i'm not saying i'm not saying that that scores should have been better or or that they should have scored six goals because they had nine players. I'm saying that Liverpool defended like their lives depended on it. And I I think they were like in that situation, in that situation made them the better team. We didn't know how to break them down. Now agree. We had two, two injured players on the field and I'm not making excuses. We had two injured players on the field. When we took them off, it really made things a lot tougher. You know, they knew they were only going to get an hour. They didn't complain about coming off. 
They knew they were going to get 60 minutes to do something. They were taken off of what, 63, you know, in Madison and who's our best, probably our best creator um, and son. Now, when I think Ange made a mistake um, when he took son off and moved Richie to the center and put Solomon in, I think we should have put Valise in right there, the big boy in the middle. Then we have two big boys in the middle for, you know, for set pieces, for set pieces to, to head the ball. We would have three big boys in the middle with Van de Van, who can't jump, but he is like six foot 12, uh, 392 yeah. pounds. But who's delivering those? If Madison's off and Perisic is injured. Solomon. <laughs> Decky. Solomon was not good, Dave. And you can't, you cannot <laughs> sit there and say that he was good. He wasn't. I think Solomon does what he's supposed to do. I, I he think did, he did not, play. though. He did not, though. I don't. I, I can't blame Solomon for that because again, it was nine people defending. What? He's not going to cross those balls in. That's that's, that's why. Really that's why it was. Plan. That's why it was the wrong decision to put him in. Yeah, I think. I think I disagree with you though, Mike, on Liverpool being the better team. I think Liverpool performed tactically what they needed to do under the circumstances, but just because they were successful with that and we struggled against it i don't think that makes them the better team i think i think on the day the better the better squad won bottom line i think it's that simple yeah okay. for me for me it's 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 tough to gauge right i think when we were playing 11 v 11 and hell even 10 v 11 it was an even contest right we were going we were pressing they were countering it was really exciting really good stuff who knows what would have happened if the full game lasted with, you know, uh, 11 on both sides. They changed their tactics to suit the, the situation and, and they were really good at it. Um, as they, as they should be. And as any quality team should. Yeah. I will say that it is unfortunate when Madison, I think Spurs played their worst game of the season. When Madison's unavailable due to injury, being getting subbed off, you know, whatever the circumstances are, and our natural replacement for him in Los Celso is also injured. It, I mean, that I, is probably our weakest area right now, right? If we can't create, if we don't have somebody to break this down, the, the teams who are going to defend deep and defend for long stretches, we just don't have it, right? With Perisic injured too, we're not getting anybody who's delivering those nice, sweet crosses in. Um, it's difficult, right? But all that being said, I, I got to give credit. This is despite the fact that, yeah, we still looked lackluster in trying to break down that sort of, um, you know, deep defensive team where things are different now versus where they have been in the past. And I, again, broken record here, but last season in this situation, we don't get that go-ahead goal in the dying moments of the game. We just get frustrated. We give up. We do stupid stuff. And frankly, last season, I think we throw that game away. We I think lose, we find we a lose way to lose to nine it. men last. I don't year. disagree. No, I don't. I no, don't disagree. Uh, so I mean, for, Liverpool has Liverpool cannot sustain this this red card situation that they got themselves in. They cannot sustain this all season. They got lucky against Newcastle and ended up beating Newcastle a man down. Um, coming from behind. And, and I, I think that Spurs were just lucky that, that Klopp for some reason did not put Darwin Nunez on. Cause that dude can run too. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he can't finish. He can run, but he can't finish. You know, I, I want to change the subject. Can I change the subject? Is that okay? 
when we're talking about football. So enough about these bastards. I'm sick of them. I'm I'm tired of talking about them. Uh, We, we, we look ahead and you know what I think we need to do to look ahead, Steve, we need to ask a question and I would like you to ask a really important question. Go for it. Ah, yes. The very important question. Who's the best coach in Northern Vermont rec soccer? Coach Steve Vermonsters. Coach yeah, Steve. I dig it. Coach Steve. No, but the other question. Oh, you were talking about the other one. Sorry. The other was, one, yes. Uh, you know, just patting myself on the back there. Uh, the other question would be, um, hey, Mike, what you drinking? Oh, <laughs> took me by surprise, Steve. Every um, time. It's here's like the thing. you don't even see it coming. Here's the thing. I love it when you ask that, but you knew what I'm drinking. I think I told you what I'm drinking. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so excited for this. Because I, I actually, I, I feel out of the loop here. I feel left out. Oh, I feel you, excluded. I feel like a VAR referee who's not getting full communication from. He's got from a the, bottle. A from the bottle, team. Dave. A bottle of beer. Uh, ooh. Um, so it is a paper label. It's ooh. called uh, Triple Triple. Uh, it's a Belgian triple. The triple <laughs> de Saval. <laughs> triple. Triple de Saval. De Saval. Um, so. Um, Daysville. So over the weekend, um, my family and I went to um, Two Heroes Brewing. Uh, it's a new brewery uh, up in the Lake Champlain Islands. Um, oh, I get it. Two Heroes. I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah, it. yeah. North Fancy. and South Hero. Yeah. Nice. Um, beautiful, beautiful uh, area. Beautiful spot. Um, right next to uh, my one of my favorite bagel shops, Wally's Bagels. Um, but this is a Belgian strong ale. So it's a it's a triple, but it's it's made with um, grape must from um, from Snow Farm Vineyards, which is one of Steve's favorite places to, vi- to visit. <laughs> it's a beautiful location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a beautiful location, um, and it's made with Champlain Valley hops. So it's like it's a one hundred percent Vermont produced Belgian style triple. Um, I don't which, typically which like... you're, you're you're not a fan of, right, Mike? I don't like Belgian beers typically. Um, Mike hates Belgians. Spread confirmed. the word. Confirmed. Mike hates Belgians. Um, Here we go. Confirmed. <laughs> Fabrizio Dave, I'm, I'm particularly excited for this because I too visited uh, Two Heroes recently and I tried just two beers there. Uh, this one that Mike's going to try and the other one, which I, I, I liked better. Um, but Mike would hate it because it was a uh, a beer that they put fruit into it. It was a delicious Belgian. Uh, it, was not, it was not a beer brewed with fruit. It was a fruit added. Oh, beer. it was a, a wit beer, I think. Uh, Mike, um, Mikey, no like a, it. No, it was not a Belgian. It was a. It was actually a vice beer. Oh, that's yes. Yeah, they threw that's it through right. an orange in that's there right. or a, or a no, lemon or raspberry puree. Really? It was delicious. Uh, my wife got hers with apricot, uh, which was another option. You could get it without the fruit, but uh, I did. Know, what fun is that? What fun I is did. That? I hey, Mike, did. Really quickly, uh, two heroes. And is that, I know that the word heroes is generally spelled with an E, but is there an E or is it just OS? In the, in it's the just case? like Kiss, World Without Heroes. Uh, okay, so the answer to my question is... Fuck you, D. E. That's the answer. Yes. E. All right. And then what, what's the name of this once more? Potato with an E. Um, this is called Triple T R I P E L. Yep. Day D E Save S E Y V A L. Seville. Just Save like all. from Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
So Saval Saval uh, Saval Blanc is a grape that's that's it's like a hybrid grape that's used to make uh, it grows well in cool climates. Um, and it's like hey, sweet. we're in a cool climate. It's yeah, it's extra sweet. Uh, these beers are made to put, to be uh, put into a chalice, which I have. Uh, it's my Oman Gang Brewing Chalice, which uh, they are the purveyors of fine Belgian ales uh, in New York. Um, <laughs> Uh, you okay. like oh god so uh this beer uh golden strong ale just just like a belgian should a belgian triple should be belgian triples are just like, like toby super alcoholic like <laughs> they're super alcoholic they're super high in alcohol they're usually golden in color um they're kind of mid-range on the hop bitterness um my question is like how are the how is grape must like grape must is like Grape juice after it's been crushed, before it's been turned into wine and fermented and turned into wine. How and why did they use grape must for this? Because you're just adding more sugar into what is already going to be a high test fucking beer. I don't even think so. This has been. Um, is you know, this bottle conditioned? Because Belgian beers usually are. He has given me an idea, though. Next time I find a beer that's just a little bit too hoppy for my liking, yeah, I'm just going to add bottle, sugar. It's bottle refermented. Add a little raspberry puree. Steve. Some, no, just some table sugar. Just, just some table sugar. <laughs> pour that in there, swirl it around a little yeah, bit. Re, yeah, swirl little, it around a little bit. Recap it. Recap it. <laughs> put it Put it in your closet because then it'll just explode all over the place. Was that Michael Scott who said he liked whiskey and Splenda? That was his, that was yes. his go-to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> tastes like Splenda. Get you drunk like Scotch. <laughs> That's right, Scotch and Splenda. <laughs> what do you got, Mikey? What What are you looking at here, buddy? I don't see like I don't love Dave, this beer. I'm not getting. No, it. no, Dave. Dave, you would love this beer. Would uh, I? Yeah, it's got it's got like a little champagne quality. It doesn't hit you like a Belgian beer does. You know, Belgian Belgian beers have that big yeast character, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They always have that farmhousey. Uh, big yeast taste it doesn't necessarily have that i think the grape the grapes uh and the grape juice that's used in this give it that kind of champagne almost like a champagne quality kind of crisp it's, it up a little bit so it's like a it's crisp it's bubbly <laughs> or miller, miller. <laughs> no it's like a miller highlands the champagne mm, of no. very nice there we um go. no i mean it smells good it doesn't have that you know you like hogard and that kind of shit mm-hmm. that mass-produced bullshit um this is a good beer. I really like Ooh. it. I Ooh. didn't think I was going to like this. This Ooh. I don't even know what the alcohol is on this. It doesn't. I don't like think it 8. says eight point six or something. Eight point two. So you can you can compare like a Belgian triple, like a strong ale, usually to like a wine. Usually they're like anywhere from like eight to ten. A wine is like a twelve percent. Um, this beer is really good. I really like this, and it's freshly brewed. Mm. Steve, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm sending you my prediction here. This is it's really not freshly brewed. It's it's bottled. It was bottled two years ago, so it's bottle conditioned. Wow, Ooh. interesting, shit. interesting set of facts here that we're contemplating, right? Like Mike's reaction. Yeah, it's a beer he doesn't normally like. He's pleased with it. Um, really interesting. Yeah, this is this is going to be a tricky one. Yeah, oh, look, we look got, we have spread. a very big discrepancy. We got a spread here, buddy. We do. Yeah, Mike, I, we want to know where you landed because we are undecided. Okay. Um... Wait, let's back up before you do that. Two weeks ago, 
I believe it was two weeks ago. Uh, Ricky nailed it. Last week, I nailed it. So Steve is due, but uh, really, we're just looking for a winner here. So give us a winner. Yeah, the winner is going to be 3.9. Damn it. He literally went down the middle on us, Steve. Yeah, he did. He was at 3.5. I was at 4.2. I was was going lofty. 3.5. Steve at 3.5, yeah. Boy. Steve, you really don't think much of me. <laughs> Look, you know, it's it's a beer you don't typically like, so I just assumed that uh, it would be. I like this one though. It, I said it I liked it. I, I'm surprised <laughs> I like this. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. How about a song? All right, all right. Give us a song. Um, it's gonna be Billy Joel, right? Something. No, no. I feel like this. I'm thinking Neil Diamond. This is kind of a Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond. No, it's not a Neil yeah. Diamond. It's uh, it's gonna be a Rusted Root. It's gonna be Send Me on the Way. Root. <laughs> send Me on the Way. All right. All right. Big Why'd CEO? you choose that? I don't know. It's just like because fuck you, Dave. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Quit asking you, questions, Dave. Dave. This why. is Mike's um, discography coming out. I, I, dude, I just love this beer and that that song just uh has kind of a happy quality to it. And like every time you hear it, you hear that like. You hear that flute in that song, and, and it just kind of makes you like kind of bop and kind of happy. The song, this beer makes me happy. I really like it. It's a good beer. I I'm will, surprised I can I'm surprised I didn't buy more bottles of it for fucking twelve dollars. Ooh, for one <laughs> bottle? Yeah. It's an expensive <laughs> beer. Yeah. There you go. All right. I, I, I really enjoy it and uh visit this place if you can. If you come to Vermont, visit this place. Uh, it's a wonderful brewery and uh, tucked away, and I, uh, nice and quaint little spot. Yeah, and there's a there's a creamy stand right up uh, right up the road. That's just yeah, Zeb's. Zeb's, that's, yeah, that's ice cream for those of you who don't know. Just just yeah, I got a sure small and it was like listeners are aware. It was like a foot tall. So the last time we were there, um, you know, we just Natalie and I we just picked up some milkshakes. Um, but uh, the people in front of us they did order some creepies. <laughs> Uh, when they handed it to the one guy, he he must not be from the area because he looks at it and went, "This is a small compared to who?" <laughs> it's like that's exactly what I said. I was like, I was blown away because I haven't been to like a a real creamy stand that does like seven foot tall smells. You know, in a long I feel time. like I've seen that more often than not, though. Like usually when I get it, you know, uh, I I'll get mocks. The place that I like is. Um, you know, right down by the lake in, in St. Albans town, the Bay store. Uh, we'll go there because we can just Bay walk side, in the yeah, park. Man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's great, but uh, I'll order a baby sized and people like, oh, baby sized, uh, grown man ordering a baby. Ha ha ha. But then they give it to you and it's like, you know, it, it's the size of a baby. Like that's where is- Steve, that's where Steve derives of power from. He eats babies. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. <laughs> Suck the nutrients right Friggin out. Yeah. Sicko, Mike. You're absolutely <laughs> sicko. Hey, this has been Hey Mike, what you drinking? <laughs> uh with two heroes, triple Dave save all. And Send me uh, on the way. 3.9 rating. Well done, Mikey. Enjoy the rest of that. Curious how it holds up to your uh to your drinking process. You know, boys, we are uh I know you hate to hear this. We're kind of approaching closing thoughts, but I think we have some important thoughts we still need to hit upon. So uh um, yes. Let's get after it. Like, what, Steve, where do you want to go with closing thoughts? What, what's on your mind? Uh, well, first and foremost, the more important thing to talk about before I look ahead is, um, once again, I need to get on my soapbox here and ask all these fucking racists out there to just fucking stop. Like, God damn. I, 
it's absolutely disgusting that I, 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 we have to have like a tally or something going, unfortunately, just to count how many times we have to gun on here and tell people to cut the crap. I mean, in this case, destiny on the receiving end because, oh no, he went down a little easily and got Jonah his first yellow. Grow the fuck up. Everybody gets fouled. Everybody embellishes a little bit. It's not worth being a fucking racist douchebag over. Like, just fucking stop. I am so sick. Every fucking week, it seems like we're on here talking about, well, this player's being racially abused on social media. This player's being racially abused. Just fucking stop. If you're that upset over the goddamn game, turn it off. Turn off the TV. Go on a walk. Think long and hard about yourself and where you are in your life because you've got some fucking problems. Nameless, faceless people can say whatever the fuck they want, whatever's on their minds. And that's the problem is that there's no accountability left in this country. I start, I'm starting to fucking sound like an old goddamn man. And I'm sounding like an old goddamn Republican conservative <laughs> asshole. And maybe it's my old age. And I've been told that I'm going to get more and more conservative as I get older. To the problem the is, the Steve, you're fucking right. These people need to fucking knock it off. Problem is, I don't think the average wicked Spursy listener is your average racist. I don't I mean, even think right. Steve, Mike, Mike prefers his his racist to be out there and in the open elected politicians like we're we're accustomed to seeing in the U.S. Right? That way you can, identify them. <laughs> you can identify them and you could point to them and say, you, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, except they get elected president and then they're like, damn, how'd that happen? Well, this is how. <laughs> this is <laughs> how. Because of the nameless, faceless people. Valid. Fucking douchebags. Like, it's just yeah. it. So, guys, uh, loot in town. Loot in town. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an even grander uh, observation. Looking at our schedule going forward, even past loot in town, because I honestly don't think there's really much for us to discuss there. Loot in town's not very good. They're not ready for the Premier League. Loot in town. They're yeah. They're just. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. But Mike eats I, a whole loaf of French bread that they're day. They're bready. They're real bready. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Doughy in the middle. Schedule, am I right? I think our. I, I think we're probably it is smooth sailing straight through Man City on December second. Well, you don't say these things out loud. Uh, look, I, I I'm just I'm feeling that comfortable right now. I think Man City okay. is our next, and and look. Chelsea's going to be difficult. They always are. I think Aston Villa. I agree, one hundred percent. Going to be. They're a good club. They're a good team. But they're beatable if they are not on it. If they're not all together. If they if they have an off day, or even if they have an off ten minutes of the game, they're getting punished. We've seen them get punished before. We've seen them do some serious punishing. They're not bad, but I think Spurs can beat them. I think City on the second. With you know Rodri back, with uh, you know hopefully some of their, uh, I don't know, they still won't have De Bruyne probably, but I I think that's going to be the big challenge. Uh, I think we easily, and you know this is one of those where I say we easily beat Luton Town and then they you know won nothing, but uh, this isn't Spurs of the past. This is Ange. They, they Spurs us. I am 100% behind Ange. I, I think we take we take care of business against Luton Town. I think we we beat Fulham. They're just 
I don't know what's going on with them, but they just don't look that great. Crystal Palace, same deal. Like they can be difficult, but I I, I just don't see them being competitive against Ange Ball over a 90 minute stretch. Chelsea, same thing. Like maybe Poch can turn it around. They got the result uh, that they needed yesterday. Um, but that was one result in a vacuum. Let's see if they can actually build on that. I'm still not that scared of them, especially since that's a, another home game. Wolves, you know, I, I'm not going to discount Wolves either because they did beat City. But again, I, I just don't see Ange letting us down there. Same with Villa. It's a home game for us. Really, it's it's a way to City that I, I feel the most worried I guess that's the way I should frame it, right? I feel the most worried about City away. The rest of them, I feel maybe not comfortable, but like they're all doable. They're not outside of the realm of possibility. There's nobody that that is going to give me nightmares. Like your mom. <laughs> Damn. And I'll leave it at that. With with that comment, I think I got to I, I hand the torch over. <laughs> that, yeah, that was Mike's closing thought right there. Your mom joke. How about that? <laughs> Go ahead, so, Mike. Oh, oh, you want me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just I, grabbed I just, the torch. I just externalized uh, what should have stayed internal. Um, <laughs> I I got another mom joke there, and I'm not going to say it. Um, Always for the you best. You got it now. <laughs> so, yeah, my my closing thoughts are these. Um, the the media, the sports media especially, um, perpetuates these these um these stories and 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 builds and builds and builds these stories and the 24-hour news cycle um it, it doesn't stop with it doesn't stop with politics it doesn't stop with world news it, it it doesn't stop with sports it it just constantly goes in the constant flow of information and the needing and the needing to one up the next person um it, it, it's just perpetuated by this media the the and, and and all of this bullshit and it gets people and it works people into this fervor right and we get so worked up and so wrapped up in it and so angry about things because of we're hard done by this or your our our club is hard done by this or this player uh experienced this or this player had this happen to them um there are there are three things that have happened so far this week in this news cycle um that are 100 percent on the the sports media and for the sports media uh, helping people to overreact and get really up at arms and 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 it's going to eventually cause people um not just mental harm not just harm to their lives and their careers but harm physically eventually somebody is going to be physically hurt I'm talking about one the the news with Trevor Bauer recently that just came out. Uh, all the stuff he's been going through his career, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And and we don't get need to get too far into that. That's another whole podcast we could have. That's an entire maybe, po- yeah, entire podcast. For people, true, because um, we have listeners who have no idea what you're talking about. That's valid, right? So Trevor Bauer was uh, was <laughs> accused of sexual assault, um, and it in over the two years of, of, of trials um, and not being able to speak about the, the stuff that has happened. Um, they have finally come to the two parties have finally come to um, 
an agreement after two years of evidence and non-evidence and hearsay and conjecture, um, they came to an agreement that uh, no money was to be exchanged. There was no suit, countersuit money to be exchanged. There was no, there's no, no convictions to be had. Uh, Trevor Bauer basically lost his career because of this woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, and the evidence shows that she was out there uh, gold digging. And it, it wasn't the, there wasn't the first time that she's done this. Um, she was out, not just gold digging. She was extorting money. Um, and she was going to do it by any means necessary. And she had other former professional athletes in on it with her. Um, and Trevor Bauer's career was basically taken away from him and his livelihood and his life. Uh, and he was finally able after the settlement to speak about it, um, after two years of this and, and he was wrongfully accused. And that is not to say that we are not to believe the accusers in all circumstances. We are initially we have to believe the accusers as I'm saying that, but to, to have people's careers and their, and their person ruined for it. That's one thing. So that's Trevor, the Trevor Bauer situation. Yeah. Mike, just, can I just say quickly, agree a million percent. You need to believe victims, but you also need to protect the accused and make sure that their rights are protected. And, they, and let's be honest, their livelihood is protected until there's some clarity around what happens. We've seen it with, so many pro professional athletes, but also it happens in other segments. Of it happened to Eve well. Basuma as well. Yeah. Right. Um, Accusations get made and people can get ruined with, with zero facts. And, and, I'm, not, and, it, and I'm, it not, does I'm not an arbiter work, of any of this, but it does work in sports. Conversely too, like in the case of Thomas party and, and, and in the case of, uh, of uh, Mason, Greenwood. Anson, Mason Greenwood and Anthony, mm -hmm. like it, it, it works opposite too. Um, so, which is why we need to believe the accusers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that said, um, the second piece of that is the shit that's going on with this VAR. Uh, a lot of people are getting worked up about this and they're going to be officials that are going to be hurt by this. Um, they made the mistake. Their, their companies or their, their company has, has apologized for it has suspended them they're going to serve their they're going to serve their sentence whatever it is whether it's just the weekend off or whether they get fired they've apologized for it uh the pgmol has, has apologized for the situation and and vowed to fix it the third thing and this this is in american sports again and this is really bothersome to me is the situation with the new york jets quarterback um Zach Wilson, because he's because he's not <laughs> um, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, um, who the Jets thought they had. Um, granted, that guy's a douchebag. I'm not even going to mention his name, but Zach Wilson came in after that injury, and because he didn't perform at the top level as a rookie last year when he was thrown into the mix with zero development in, in the pro game after coming out of uh, BYU. Um, he was not given the benefit of the doubt last year. He's been thrown into the mix this year. And I'm sure he did blame some stuff on his team last year. He's learned from that, right? Now he's come in. He's taken over for a, a, a QB who's known as one of the greatest of all time. And now, because he isn't immediately 
successful the second he walks into that position gets torn apart by social media by the media themselves chris collinsworth this week disgusting display on a on a weekly basis chris collinsworth is terrible this guy was disgusting this week every single play that zach wilson ran he mentioned something about that other quarterback ar we'll, we'll, we'll call him ar that other quarterback in in comparison to who Zach Wilson is and what kind of quarterback Zach Wilson is, what kind of person Zach Wilson is. Zach Wilson has been, for the past two weeks, has been getting death threats, has been getting threats against his family and, and, and threats inside the stadium. He's been getting booed. He's been getting things thrown at him. And he was shown on camera the other, the other night when he made one mistake at the end of a game. He was shown on camera, nearly in tears with one of his other players saying, this is all my fault. It's gotten to the point where this shit is affecting the player. And we need to knock it the fuck off. Just as Steve said, we need to knock it the fuck off with the racism. We need as people to knock it the fuck off on social media. Stop threatening these people. We, we have to understand that these are human beings. And, and we have to stop threatening these people. We need to stop making comments about their lives and about them on social media when we know no, nothing about what's going on. Whether, whether Zach Wilson is going to be a great quarterback or not, I still think he has a chance to. He just signed. He had he got drafted by a shitty organization who doesn't develop quarterbacks. Um, it, it, he's put into a situation where he's not able to succeed from the get-go. Um, I think, I think that we need to really look at what we're doing to these professional athletes. I don't give a shit that they make millions of dollars to play a game. These are still human beings. And these are still people that they, whose lives can be ruined by this shit. We need to stop and knock it off. We come on here every week. We criticize the players for the, for their on field performances. We don't criticize. We only criticize who they are when, when we have to, Right. When, when the evidence is stacked up against them. But we do not ever go on to their personal social media ever and tear them down and tear them apart for their performances on the field. Nor do we encourage anybody to do that. That's just abusive behavior. And it's, it's totally uncalled for. You know, criticize in your own, you know, personal bubble, your safe space uh, for us millennials out there, but you know, leave it there, right? Like, just it's like the, I, that saying, I, you know, leave it at you know, I leave work at work. That's what you do, right? There, there was a Chiefs player who came out and said Zach Wilson is a, is a special football player. There's uh, there's the, an out, there's an excellent Chiefs player who came out and said, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Jones, it, uh, an all pro, um, yeah. But but guys, like, you you know, we're just blowing smoke right now. Like, like let's be really honest about what you're saying, Mike. There's one way to make what you're talking about stop. And, and let me pause. Zach Wilson is not the first athlete to be potentially destroyed by playing in New York City or playing for the New York Jets. Let's 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 establish that as as one hundred percent. But unless we're ready to all get rid of social media, 
and get rid of the the concept where everybody has a voice, including three idiots like us who get online every week and are like, this is what we think about how these things should go, right? We at least do it. You can see our faces, you can hear our voices, and we we use our names, you know, but unless we're willing as a society to get rid of social media where there's anonymity and everybody thinks they have the right to say everything they want, this will never change. It will only get worse. And I'm not saying we should just suck it up and get over it, but I'm kind of saying we should suck it up and get over it. Because if you're going to be in the public eye, that's the cost of doing business, unfortunately. And it's horrible, but that's the world we live in because we gave human beings this tool that they can use, abuse, and, and it all goes back to human beings making human bad suck. decisions and, <laughs> and, and, and not using the tools properly, right? Like Some Harvard elite did it, though. <laughs> well and it worked like right like that harvard elites plan worked and Just, and here we are you know I, like sorry steve go ahead i i don't want to end on a bummer so i i found a nice statistic that i thought i would share with you that should be you know a nice uplifting note for us to end on <laughs> Let, let's hear it that'd be great there is no player that has provided more assists at old trafford across all competitions than this, this season then our boy, Davinson Sanchez. <laughs> Davinson Sanchez with two assists has more assists in all competitions at Old Trafford than anybody else. There now, for those of you who might not be keeping up with uh, good old Davinson because he left Spurs, um, he does not play for Manchester United. No, that's uh, uh, Reggion who went to United. Uh, Davinson Sanchez went to Galatasaray. Uh, So just, you know, to contextualize all this, he has played, what, two games at Old Trafford? He has two assists at Old Trafford. That's awesome. Um, And no other United player has matched that. So uh, kudos to our old boy Davinson. Uh, I'm glad to see that he is being appreciated in Turkey. Uh, and hopefully he can keep it up and and really continue to uh, hammer on United in the reverse fixture. Way to go, Steve. Nice optimism at the end after I just gave my doomsday assessment of humanity. Yeah. Look, I can also I can also that. say that that we have the same amount of points that we had at this time last year right now. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the difference is it feels much, much, much different. Because we're having fun. People are happy. They don't feel like they're being held hostage in order to get those points. The, it's it's completely it's com- completely different feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. We've taken down we've taken down Liverpool with the help of an official, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Um definitely with the help with the help of Matt, you know, which I I, I feel no sympathy for you. Um it happened to us last week. We had a center back kick the ball in the goal. Yeah. And and we've drawn with Arsenal, who uh who are in the driver's seat for the league last year and uh and are a big contender this year. And we took out fucking United. I mean, those are not teams that we played and and beat last year at this point. So uh the ball is fun to watch. Uh we're having fun watching it. We're gonna have fun again this weekend watching it and going forward. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, we can take a lot of points coming up. So, so let's do it. Sky's the fucking limit for these Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go, Spurs, Oh, and what else, Steve? 
Don't be an asshole. And Mike, how about you? <laughs> Guys, the world is crazy out there. Stop fucking posting on social media. Stop going on to these people's fucking social media, these athletes' social medias and posting shit. I don't want to see any any racism. I don't want to see any of that shit. I want you to do is make sure if you're sick, wear a fucking mask and, you know, be safe. And, and also, what else? you know, Tottenham Hotspur action. It's fantastic. <laughs> Do 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 do. do, do, do. <laughs>